What's up? Hello. Yes, we are both very, very croaky today, <laughs> yes. so you're going to have what, to bear with us. What are we going to call it? What do we... Oh, no. It, it, oh, God. It, it is the Horsey and, and cough, cough Show. show. <laughs> Thank you, Sam, for that one. It's the Horsey and Cough Show. Welcome. It is uh, your music industry podcast by musicians. This week, we've got some music by Pet Needs, Red Flag 77, and our mate, Bebe. Uh, we're going to be talking about the story that Harley dug up on his treasure map. Oh, yes. Uh, the EU study refe- reveals a dramatic decline in music piracy among young people. Oh, well done, youngsters. Well done, you youngsters. <laughs> well done, non-boomers. Okay, yeah. younger. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we'll talk about that a bit later. And we're also going to be asking, has social media ruined how bands promote their music? Let's talk That's about a, that later. Huh? Yeah, let's talk about That's that later. It. But first, Harley, everybody's dying to know... What do you do? They sure are. Okay, well, I'm going to try and bring the energy into this room because we are both <laughs> struggling so I, much. I um, I, uh, so it's not been a particularly musical week. We had a meeting on Monday uh, with Chart Attack about our New Year's Eve gig. Uh, uh, we, can now, we can now tell people where we are playing. Yeah. Uh, who wants to know? Who, uh, if anybody oh, wants to come see us on I, New Year's Eve. Can I do a drum roll? We are going to be playing at Candima Hotel in the Maldives. Wow. That's a big job. Big that, old gig. That's that. amazing. It's an 18-hour flight. 18-hour flight to the Maldives. And we're going to be there for eight days. We're going to do two shows. It's going to be magical. With, with, two uh, shows? Two shows, yep. So one on New Year's Eve and then one on the second. Um, okay, so you've got a day to sort of get over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're going to, we'll turn up a few days beforehand, get a chance to kind of acclimatise and... Get our suntans, get sunburnt, probably. I will definitely get sunburnt. Do, do you want to talk about, like, the faff around getting your gear there? Or do you want to wait for a while before we talk oh, about Oh, well, that? we're not really sure how we're going to do that. <laughs> yeah. um, we've been told by the hotel that whatever we need to take there, we'll sort it. Um, however, really? we're going to keep our kit as light as possible. So there'll be amps, drum kit, and all those important big things, the heavy things, they're right. already going to be there when we get there. That's great. Exactly what we're going to have, we don't know. So okay. it's, it's a little bit up in the air, but we're we're fairly kind of easygoing as a band, as long as it makes us louder yeah. and doesn't sound like about... a wet fart, we're happy. <laughs> uh, what about instruments, though? Because obviously, So we'll take, take our, own... our own instruments, uh-huh. um, and I'm going to try and push so we can take our own pedal boards. Because oh, I would perfect. argue that yeah. a pedal board has more bearing on one sound than, Rather than, the, amp, than, yeah. the, than the guitars themselves. Oh, um, because, okay. you know, I've got a guitar... Well, at least as a bass player, I've got a P bass and a jazz bass. Mm-hmm. There's really very little difference between another jazz bass and another P bass in the swing of things, yeah. as long as it has may, the rough sound. have the same weight sometimes, but completely yeah. different wiring, could be different wood, all yeah, that sort of but stuff. Even, even like if it's a passive jazz or a passive Fender, a passive P, you know, it's mm-hmm. fairly happy. So I'm, I'm pretty, like, easygoing, but we probably will take our own bases because they're easy enough to take on hand luggage. Um, yeah, that's good. Having gone the, the Line 6 Helix route, it makes life nice and easy. I've got one pedal box and then i can take it has everything that i'll need mm. um we're also going to be taking a, a bronwyn with us hey a uh, friend of the Does show she go in the overhead compartment or uh yeah yeah probably <laughs> well i might have to fold her in half because she's quite long but she'll yeah we'll find a way we'll yeah, find a way duct just tape round yeah when you go up to the check-in point just make sure you check her in that little baggage thing. she'll fit in that little square box <laughs> yeah uh, some wheels on it and handle and handle um <laughs> Oh, brilliant. So, yeah, we're, uh, we're going to be taking a Bromwe with us. Yay. She's going to be joining. She's going to be playing some keys. She's going to be doing some vocals and assisting on the backing vocals as well. Uh, take some of the weight off me and Oscar so we can really push and uh, focus on performing it properly. That's um, amazing. And it's going to be, yeah, it's good. Uh, Oscar and Toby this week have been in the studio rewriting and rearranging songs that we feel could be better. Mm. Um, and we'll be testing that out during our, our Christmas gigs over December. And if you want to see something a bit special, we'll be practicing that as we go along. And there's some really cool little uh, additions we've added just That's to great. songs that we've been playing for a long time. And it's just given them a whole new lease of life, which um, 
it's going to be quite amazing. What did you discuss in the meeting then? So the main thing we discussed was what new songs we're going to add because we've got to do a three-hour set. Wow. Uh, one, and, in, in one, or are you going to go? So we're going to do three one-hours. Okay, that's cool. So we'll have we'll have some downtime between sets. It's not going to be a big long slog all the way through, um, but with what we've got planned. Uh, we've got um, Bronwyn's going to be singing some songs, so we've decided what songs we're going to have uh, her her sing and what she's going to front. Yeah. Uh, we decided what bit she's going to be playing as well on the keys, so um, she can focus on playing the right bits and not having to learn songs that she's not going to learn to play. Because we've got so many, we've got songs that have like two or three different key tracks I on mean, there. Think, so. think back throughout your life, right? Yep. The amount of songs that you have learned specifically for one event and will never play again. Yeah, yeah, we don't... Or the amount of songs that I've learned for an event that either hasn't happened uh, yeah, yeah. or I've turned up and they're going, oh, no, we're not playing that song. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And it's just wasted. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> kind of a... That's, that's, Did, would I say that's a pub band sing? <laughs> no, that's, that's our <laughs> Halloween spooky moment. The graveyard of songs. Oh, yeah. I, I have a whole list of songs that I've learned and then turned up to gig and never played, <laughs> which also has played in my uh, as a disadvantage because I've turned up to a gig and gone, oh, let's play this song. And they go, oh, no, we're not, we're not playing that tonight. And you go, oh, oh okay, oh, fair no. enough. <laughs> and then a gig a few years later and I go, oh, I've already learned that song right. because I haven't actually played it at a gig. I'm driving to the gig and I put it on the playlist on the way to the gig. I'm like, I don't remember this as well as I had <laughs> thought because I find sometimes playing a song in a gig gives you that kind of, that solidarity of knowing that you know it. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't hold that's in your true. brains quite as well if you haven't played it in front of people singing along with you. Yeah, I don't true. know if that's a thing that maybe I've just experienced. So <laughs> well, that's a know. whole thing. Let, let us know, ladies and gentlemen, if you are in a band and you learnt a song specifically for something and then never did it. Yeah. Maybe, um, maybe there's a consensus of what those songs are. <laughs> uh, my thing is Shut Up and Dance. Oh, where they... My destiny... Yeah, so, I've learned that yeah. three times for three three weddings yeah. and not played it. Yeah, I've, I've I've played it over the you know when in the DJing part. Everybody wants that song for some reason. But yeah. That's a one hit wonder band, isn't it? Who's that? Yeah, I can't remember who it is. But yeah, it's not Train, is it? No, it's a great song. Like, is it like Moon or something? Moon something. Oh, Walk the Moon. Walk the Moon. That's yeah. it. I really like that song. It's and, all right. And I, I as know, pop songs go, it's yeah, it makes me worst, happy. It? it makes me happy. Exactly. What well, what what gigs did you have then? So we had our we had, we geeked with Chart Attack, which was we, something we haven't done for a couple of weeks. It was uh, it was really good actually. We played. Uh, Oscar wasn't available because he was playing with Three Busketeers, as we mentioned last week. Yes. Did I say we had Tom McCarthy on guitar? Yes, you did. We did. However, he messaged me. Uh, I think it was later that day on the Monday, and he was like, "Look, can I be honest?" I'd only asked him to play the gig like a couple of days before and he's like, look, right. I've got a really busy week. I don't know if I'm going to have time to go through the songs and be comfortable. He says, if you need me, I'll do it and I'll give it my best. But mm -hmm. I really like playing with you guys and I said, the next gig I want to do, I really want to be able to enjoy it and know the stuff and and go all out. But right. I, if, if I do this gig on Friday, I will be playing at the seat of my pants and I, yeah, I don't really want to be doing that. If you've got someone else you could who could cover... That would be great. He also had like a two-hour drive home from somewhere Incredible. that he would be struggling to get there on time. So logistically and creatively, he wasn't the most comfortable for it. Um, okay. So we phoned up Andy Bartlett. Now, Andy's been out on cruise ships for a long time, and he uh, came back just for this month, and he goes out again this Thursday. And I phoned him up and went, I know it's a little bit tight, but do you fancy doing a chart attack gig? He was like, yeah. All right. Nice. He uh, he's, he's not quite so busy this week, so he had time just to go through the few songs. We added a couple of songs on there as well, and he absolutely nailed it. He's running a brand new Helix. Um, oh, yeah, cool. And uh, it sounded amazing, really great sound. So it was just a really good uh, good chance to see him again, have a little catch-up. Uh, it was really cool. So um, That's really good. It was really good. It was at the Swan in Holbrook. Oh, in Holbrook, yes. We did um, know about this. And so did you did you dress up? Because it was their Halloween party. We wasn't didn't. It? We just did our, our standard standard chart attack regalia. Swank, they did not shirts. disappoint. They always do dress up at Halloween, oh, and no, it was yeah. amazing. It was a really good show. Really good show. All right, best costume of the night. Oh, I don't. Uh, I have to say, Kirsty behind the bar as a 
zombified girl of some sort. Um, but she she really went to town Zombie with the makeup. Yeah. yeah, she had like the whole Chelsea grin thing, like okay. the Joker and yeah. and weird eyes that weren't matching, and it was really cool, really cool. That's nice. Um, and it was it was great. So Harley, yeah, uh, I feel like we've got to use this jingle more than once ever. So uh, Harley, I'm going to ask you some questions. So ask me, ask me anything. Yeah. What I want to ask you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's only because I got the voice right. Your voice, you're doing proper like late oh, so night like, radio. So like Iggy Pop right now. Um, what's your favourite musical moment from last week? Um, I would say playing with Andy again. Yeah. I haven't gigged with Andy since maybe June, maybe even May, and it was cool. It was really good. Like his playing has really come a long way because he's been playing every night. For yeah. the last two months. And same songs, you reckon? Or like each night, so same set? Possibly. I think they probably shake it up yeah. like uh, a fair bit. But just, just, machine, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Was it shake it up? That's Taylor Swift. <laughs> Taylor Swift. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was really good to play with Andy again. It was like, you know, it's we've been playing in bands for whoa, six years now. Yeah, so it was really, good. really cool. But did, you, did you guys meet at the Blues Jam? At the Blues Jam when yeah. he was like 15 and That's absolutely right. ripping it then. Yeah, he's crazy good, isn't he? Crazy good. Um, and, and Harley, what's your favourite musical lesson from last week? Um, I was trying to think about one before because I've been, you know, I'm working on lots of musical stuff in my head and I was like, what's the most kind of musical lesson? Um, and... I think my musical lesson is very basic. Piano is awesome. I've been playing a bit more piano. And <laughs> Have that's, you? Oh, great. That's pretty much it. It's really, like, boring, isn't it? Do you but get wrist pains when you play piano? Um, not so bad. No. I did when I first started, and it's because I think I was playing more, like, flat when I should right. be playing more up. Okay, but that might be why I'm getting pain as well. Yeah. I was told, play like you're holding an orange. <laughs> How did we, we do, like, so Harley's doing like a Velociraptor style thing right yeah. now. How, when have you ever eaten an orange like that? Well, no, but you wouldn't hold an <laughs> orange you a, with your arms flat. But if you were a, ra- a raptor eating an orange. <laughs> oh, <laughs> now that's the thing. Imagine a T-Rex trying to eat an orange. <laughs> like, he'd be able to peel it, but how would he get it in when his we, mouth? He wouldn't reach his mouth at all. This is why they eat animals, he because would, they can't peel <laughs> fruit. <laughs> Paleontologist Harley strikes again. Um, if you want to hear the prequel to that, we'll find out. <laughs> I'm um, sure I've mentioned dinosaurs in the previous yes, episode. You have, uh, <laughs> dinosaurs ear whiskers or something. Like that. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, uh, well, Harley, I'm absolutely enamoured with your story, and, uh, and thank you so much for sharing it with us. Harley did stuff well done, buddy. We love you. Oh. oh okay. So um, I would like to showcase a brand new song from our mate, Bebe. Um, I've actually played this song live with him a bunch of times uh, when I have depped for Impilo. Nice. Oh, this yeah. is specifically a, a solo track by Bebe that he's uh, releasing, not under Impilo, um, but under his own name. Uh, but he brought it to the band. And he's done that with a couple of songs. He brought it to the band and they adapted it so they could play it live. Sweet. And, uh, and it was going for this Afrobeat style thing. And, and the band really brought a completely different dimension to it. And when I heard this one, I was like, this is exactly what he wanted it to sound like. So this is Limbo by Bebe. Enjoy. That was Limbo by Bebe. Welcome to Smooth Jazz FM. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, late night with Harley and Judge. No, wait. <laughs> well, no, no, that's a different show entirely. <laughs> so, yeah, well done, Bebe. Love the production on that track. Um, yeah, I'm uh, not sure where it's going to be released just yet, but I'm, we'll keep you posted as soon as we do. Nice. Josh. Oh, should you be asking me a question? Huh? Can I ask you a question? Oh, well, maybe. What did I do? See, that, that's you asking yourself, what did you do? <laughs> I, Josh. Yes. What did you do? Oh. <laughs> we've got a jingle that, of me asking I know, the, you we, we need new jingles send them in guys <laughs> yeah please do um, that that was kind of like what did you do what <laughs> you, did you do you silly boy what have you done now <laughs> Joshua <laughs> no, just oh, Joshua is a really good telling off name I pooped on the floor uh. okay. so um, I uh, it was the end of half term and uh, so I was straight back into school oh, yeah. again that's what I go to school for and uh, yeah, it was, re- it was really, I'm, I will never quote, quote busted ever again. Um, but yeah. You shouldn't have done it then. <laughs> um, that's a good point. Um, so yeah, uh, 
I've got, I had one new student, Logan, uh, last week, new bass student. Sweet. Great thing about him is that he loves his metal. Cool. Turned up with him with a Slipknot t-shirt, and I was like, we're immediately going through duality. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I got that tabbed out for him. But yeah, he's a smart guy. Uh, Mark Gardner is his dad, um, who from uh, oh, Stetsons yes. are cool. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, so yeah. yeah, they've got musical family, and also obviously Dermot. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be part of that bit of a, a bit of a, a bit of learning experience there um yeah so thanks for thanks for having me i mean they took me around the house give me a, give me a cup of tea immediately nice that's nice, nice isn't it um yeah so i was back on with how, how good was the tea oh it was great it was good tea I okay mean, yeah, okay, okay. Proper, proper proper you know tea I mean? milk and none um so yeah uh i was back with my private students amy and alex um and they, yeah they're doing a really great job mm-hmm. um with the, uh, I was also at All Star Rock School, which I've got tonight. Quick drop that in there. Um, and uh, also, yeah, this week I'm going to be at the, uh, the the Colchester one. Oh, yes. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's kind of it, lots of teaching going on again. Um, of course, it was Halloween last week. Oogie Spookies. Oogie Spookies. I, I have to admit something to you. Go on. So, I. Um, when we did, we did, a, we did like one of those scare mazes at Alton Towers a couple of weeks uh, back. Oh, nice, yeah. And, you know, I was, I was quite brave. I made Frankie go first, um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> no, she was just dragging me along. She's like, "Right, let's get through this." And um, uh, yeah, right, I was quite cool until right to the end, until this demon jumps out with these massive horns and there's this strobe lighting behind him and all this smoke. And did I scream like a little girl? No. Did I scream like a man? No. What I did was I went hoogie boogies <laughs> involuntarily. Like, like no, just. No prompt. That was just no. the noise you goes, And I go, hoogie boogies. <laughs> uh, no idea where that I came I have from. to say, I feel like, <clears throat> I feel like the, the actor who was, <laughs> who was the demon ha- must have done well to not laugh at that. <laughs> Spookies. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, so happy Halloween for last week, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, I had one of the most amazing live music weekends of my life. Um, it was so good. Well, Friday we uh, we had the Halloween celebration at the Gladstone Arms in Stowe Market. Of course, how was that? Uh, it was great. They, yeah. they really dressed up well. Uh, Maz and Carl just put on a really good show. Mm-hmm. Um, they they had a, a craft beer thing outside, so we were in their marquee. Oh, okay, yeah. And we realised that we were the first band they'd booked ever since they joined Gladstone Arms five years ago, and oh. it was their five year anniversary. Right. So that's the crazy thing is that they invited us back. Oh, that's always a that's, that's always really good. Nice. Really nice for their five year anniversary. So thank you guys and congratulations. Um, yeah, some really good beers, uh, you know, and we got free beer, so I was happy with that. Oh, that's also very exactly. nice. Um, so yeah, it was just Rich and I. Rich was playing guitar. I was playing double bass. Um, as you can see by Ooh, my fingers, blistery. I have some serious blisters on my fingers because I'd had a double bass show the, the weekend before, and uh, and I'd really had they not quite healed up. No, none of them have. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, so I, I, nowadays, if, I, if I've gotten to the end of the first set and, uh, and, it, and it's still hurting, I think I told you about this last week, yeah. I've got some magic gloves with some grip on them. So I've started using them for when it gets a bit too much. But I'm trying not to wuss out too much. But just yeah, like, you know, yeah, yeah come on. That's how, that's how you get better as a bass player is you, you play through the Power pain. Power through. Play through the pain, get the blisters on you. Um, so, yeah, that was a really good night. Um, Rich and I did three sets that time. Sometimes, because we did three sets of 40 minutes. So it's still yeah. two hours, but it does feel a lot longer, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And you've also got to end your set three times. So you've got an extra song you need to find that's a good close up. Yeah. And gets everybody going. So, but yeah, it was uh, it was it was a really nice night. The funny thing was though, because I didn't I didn't get us home until about twelve, maybe half twelve. But I had to be back there at uh, half eight in the morning, right? Um, because I was doing Bravo School of Rock in Stowmarket. So I was like, can I just? I, I felt like well, I did actually ask Carl. I was like, can I just sleep under the bar tonight? Because <laughs> that would just save me having to just go home and come back. But then I realised I had to take Rich home. So, ah. so that's Rich. Um, yeah, so we, uh, we had a really good morning. We, uh, uh, from my suggestion, we did all the small things by Blink One Eight Two. Yeah, uh, for the kids, and they really enjoyed that one. And one of them really hated it until we started playing it all together. And then he was like, "Okay, I get it." Ah, yeah, nice. That's nice. good one. It's only three chords the whole way through, but it does teach them about uh, structure and how using three chords doesn't mean that it's going to be the same order yeah. the whole song or the same you know uh, vibe, the same dynamics. Mm. You can really change it up between choruses and verses 
yeah, there's a lot to be learned about a song that's the same. It's not exactly the same progression, is it? It's no. a slight change. But then, yeah, knowing that you then can listen to the rest of the song of how it varies in dynamic and, and just, just sort of how you play what you're playing. Yeah. And, I mean, whether these eight-year-olds are really thinking that deeply into it. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, yeah, it's dynamics. Yeah. It's a, it's a good excuse to kind of get them thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, we try to get them thinking about it. Don't yeah, we? But yeah, most of the time they're just like, sweet. Yeah, we've got a, we've got a, we've got a, a new in joke. I've got so many in jokes with that gang. Oh really? And, uh, and that, there was a, a, the co-op right, next door. Right, the co-op next door um, brought us over some sweets for the kids. Oh. And, uh, and I was just like, I'm staying away from those, and I'm not looking forward to these kids having these. But yeah, one of them gets gets a pack out, and he goes, "Oh my god, I love these gummy bears!" And I was like, "Did you just say gummy bears in an Arnold Schwarzenegger accent?" That is now officially the most fun thing to say in an Arnold Schwarzenegger accent. Gummy bears, <laughs> gummy bears, oh. <laughs> gummy bears. <laughs> I'll get to the job. I'll get some gummy bears. Um, uh, anyway, so yeah, that was that was my Saturday morning. But then after that. I went and picked up Josh Carr from Hot Tramp and his wonderful lady, <laughs> wonderful lady Sophie. Um, and we went to Cosmic Puffin Doors 2. That was at yeah. Coda in Colchester. It was an all-day event. Some amazing bands on there. I'm going to forget some. But when I turned up, um, there was a band called T-Bitch. It had started. I think I could say that on the radio. Um, uh, then there was Rad Pitt. A. Um, after that was Lamplight Club, who we played on the show before. They were wonderful. Yeah. Um, uh, after that, who was after that? I believe it was Ghosts of Men. Of course. And no, it wasn't. It was it was Pet Needs. Sorry, Pet Needs. Well, of course. Which was super awesome. After that was uh, a guy called Leroy, I think. And after that was Ghosts of Men. Yeah. After that was Sam Antics, who's amazing. He's like um, like like uh, hip hop, but he goes into lots of stuff about. Um, lots of stuff about mental illness and things and it's really good just like songs about happiness and he's got a great song just taking the mick out of pop songs he's like oh the pop song sing a long song oh the pop song keep repeating it keep repeating it keep repeating it keep repeating it it's great and the crowd singing along the whole time so after after sam antics was us jason the lockabillies and actually i have missed out the best band of the day gone was hot tramp Hot Tramp. Hot Tramp. Oh, they, they really nailed it. They played some of their new songs from their new oh, yeah. album, Rock and Roll Philistines. Were you rocking the t-shirt? Yes. Well, I got given a t-shirt for giving them a lift. Ah, uh, well, <laughs> so that's, that's, that's good perks, for your money. Perks, mate. Perks, mate. So it, it sounds like you've, like, it's very similar to the sort, it, it was pretty much played a lot of the music that you might find on the Harley and Josh Show Spotify playlist. Exactly. The Spotify playlist that you can follow right now. Yeah, go do it. Go if you want to know what we're talking about. Find it now. Yeah, just, call just... Spotify and ask them to follow you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, then, uh, so we finished off the, the stage one and there was a really great crowd there. Like, um, my voice was absolutely completely <laughs> smashed by the end of it. Smashed. Smashed. Like, the sound on stage wasn't great. They were doing a good job of just keeping everything together because it was like Swanfest. Right, yeah. Like, but more chaotic. So how many, you say were there more than one stage there then? Uh, yeah, there was two. Two, st- okay. Yeah, so there was like, so it was going band, then band, then band, then band. No, no change over time. Oh yeah. So it was really good. And after us was Dystopian Sound Collective. Oh yes, awesome. And it was, the, the the crazy thing was just everybody was already messed up in the head from the amount of substances they've been on, and like they uh, Dystopian Sound Collective uh, are already insane. Yeah. Already insane. I mean, you watch them, and it's and it's it, they, they they're like kind of like the addicts. If the addicts were EDM, yeah, and they, yeah, yeah, so they've got loads of like streamers they throw out to the audience, ping pong balls, cards, and like weird little masks and 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 outfits they were giving people, and you could see people by the end with all this like strange techno mix with drum and bass with IDM and all these kind of found sound things mm. coming out of them. You could see like some of them. Josh Carr posted up a video of one guy just like, I saw oh, that dancing like he's it, <laughs> didn't know where he was brilliant. He was like, I don't know who this guy is. I just just hope he's okay today. <laughs> He looks like he's not having a good time the following day because yeah, exactly. he was definitely having a good time that night. But I want to just say a big shout out to Cosmic Puffin. They were raising money for Sonny's Army. Um, right, it's yeah. just, you know, a charity without, you know, a load of people. They, they wanted to give it directly to the charity, not so a charity where it was going straight to the CEO and like paying for marketing yeah. and advertisement. It was going straight to the kid who's been in hospital and needed help 
um, for the family. So it went immediately to them and they raised a lot of money. We don't know just yet because they're still counting. But we'll, uh, we'll update that next week, shall we? Absolutely, yeah. If they've got a number. I'd love that. Um, so, but I just had such a happy moment at that gig because there was all the bands I love locally were in one place. Well, some were, weren't there, obviously. But, you know, it was just so good. All the people there collaborating and just you know like Being. supporting each other's bands and and supporting local charities and i was just i, I felt so good to be part of that Imagine. um if you were uh, like i put some up on the holly and josh show instagram uh story uh, and if you didn't see that you should check us out on the instagram we're just at holly and josh show and whenever we go to shows we like to try and put up a, a video of the band that are playing so you know what we're talking about definitely, definitely. and then the last show i did was on mm-hmm. sunday uh with the buccaneers and the Buccaneers show was so fun. It was at the Freston Boot. It was their Freston Fireworks night. Yeah. And uh, so basically we'd been booked there by a different guy. That guy left, didn't tell them. Um, and I messaged them. Well, I just I was just there and I said, uh, like one night just having food. And I just said, everything good for the gig? And they were like, what gig? And I uh-huh. said, it's the 3rd of November. And they said, well, we've got fireworks night on that night. We didn't know you were going to be playing, but we'll we'll put you on as part of it. And not every venue would do that that was really good yeah really a, lot good, of, a lot of venues would just be like that's not my problem so um and they've got this little little uh little hut that they made up the top made out of cement and wood blocks and it looks amazing if you look at the buccaneers facebook page and our instagram it, we're gonna we're, do that now. we're gonna film some videos there we were dressed oh, really? all piratey and it's all timber and beams and hanging lamps and it was just perfect for us um and there were lots of little kids there's a little kid came up to me at the end of the set because it was a really good crowd that was singing along with us and lots of little ones as well and he just came up to me he said are you a real pirate i said yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh wow uh bless him i loved his little face on that one i've just anyway, looked at the pictures these look amazing look a beautiful venue so that was my week um favorite musical moment was probably um everybody singing along to my songs uh i don't care um oh, at, of course at cosmic puffin that was before, so yeah. fun what about what? musical lef- lesson? I think is I need to get back into warming my voice up a bit more. <laughs> right? Is that is that where the um, yeah? I just I just didn't. I just didn't uh, do you pushed it a bit too much? But speaking of pirates and piratey voices, let's play something by Red Flag seventy seven. This is a song How Low, and they are playing this weekend with the wonderful Pet Needs at the Steamboat Tavern. Stick around for the gig list to find out what's going on. EU study reveals that a dramatic decline in pirated digital content amongst young people. Music news. Music news. Well, crikey, mate. Uh, That was (laughs) How Low by Red Flag 77. I don't know what it is about that... that, about the music news jingle, I just get so panicky. It sounds so important. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Apocalypse has happened. Yeah, um, maybe it, we could do that one week. So, yeah, this is a really interesting thing, and it's about pirates, so I love it. Um, <laughs> yeah, we had two. I, I'd like to point out, I, I, I suggested two stories, and you're like, we're going with this one because pirates. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a problem. So this study indicates that only 49% of people between the ages of 15 and 24 access pirated digital content over the past year. Now, to be honest, 49% of people is still way too high. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you've got to sort of take it with the times, haven't you? Uh, this represents a decline in piracy of 22% since 2016, when 60% of people used pirated content. The study found that only 39% of young people have accessed pirated music content, which represents a whopping 31% decline from 2016, when 56% accessed music illegally. So what to take away from that is that people are pirating, pirating media overall much less. Yeah, um, but music more so. Music even more so. So that in- includes video. Yeah, so there was a... Um, in comparison, did you get to that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah, so in comparison, uh, 79% of young people have access, accessed pirated video content in 2019. That's quite a lot. <laughs> uh, which is down only slightly from when it was 85%. So we're talking about mm. a 6, 6% decrease with video Absolutely. compared to the, uh, what percentage was it? It's 56%. 31% decline. Oh, 31%, yeah. So it. that's... that's Too that's many percentages now. So many percentages. <laughs> oh, all gosh. numbers. But that's really, it's really good. And I think... There's two reasons for it, because partially there's 
less of a culture about pirating music. Mm-hmm. I remember when we were kids, we talked about LimeWire and stuff, and it was one of those things. Oh, have you got this? Fair share. Yeah. Mediafire. Or have you got these programs to download these music? Because you yeah. can just do it for free. You torrent. But also, I think streaming services, it's just easier. Yeah. It's just it's like, what's the point of, of, of pirating a song, which will be a really bad quality a lot of the time, Yeah, when you could just get it, like, you know, on your phone easily by just by paying, like, you know, seven ninety nine a month, which was the pitch... Yeah. That the Spotify CEO went to music industry with, yeah, and, and you know, and to investors with. Yeah, it's such a, uh, it's good. It's weird. It's weird because we're talking about streaming as how it's you know how it's damaging our industry, but actually, if it's if this is what's causing people to actually, uh, even if they're not paying much as much for it, they're still mm-hmm. buying into music. This goes into the next point though, which is it does differ between country and country and between classes as well because in wealthy countries where young people have more money to spend on digital content piracy was far lower than it was in poorer countries okay yeah so for example in germany which is uh, one of the richer company countries in the eu only 13 percent of young people accessed pirated content from illegal sources right which is super low yeah. in the united kingdom however this number was 14 percent, so we're only a little bit higher than them in lithuania which is one of the poorer nations in the EU, 45% of young people accessed pirated content through illegal sources. So, yeah, go on. There's an interesting point because we talked uh, last week, was it last week or maybe the week before, we talked about how um, tech companies are changing the price of their streaming services mm. uh, and lowering them yet higher up, raising the prices of uh, physical uh, products like their Echoes and uh Cortana box and whatever. Yeah, That's, I just <laughs> made Halo. that. I made that. Yeah, it's Windows. They, their thing's Cortana, isn't it? Oh, okay. Because because of Halo. Because Halo. Yeah. But um, so maybe this is to target the uh, the the countries with lower income to incline, so they're more inclined to buy into music. Yes, this is what we've been talking about about emerging emerging markets, isn't it? Yeah. For a long time with India and uh, yeah. Yeah, so it does kind of really help that streaming country companies are going there to just to bring the scourge of piracy down, um, which is really unfortunate for bands who are using piracy <laughs> to kind of thing. as as a, as a selling point. Sorry, East Town Pirates uh, or Buccaneers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know. we're the number two pirate band yeah. in East Anglia. So um, yeah, uh, I, I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, the great the great thing that came from this news was that uh, music. Uh, has been the the highest downloaded content out of you know out yeah. of video and games and and music and all those different things. Whereas you know the game industry far outweighs the fi- yeah. the video the, the the film like box office films, Hollywood films, and the music industry combined by like a lot. Yeah, like video games are completely trouncing. Um, uh, uh, music and, and video, and be- maybe that's because they're a bit harder to pirate. I was going to say it's. Especially with modern consoles, you get a lot, a lot less piracy happening yeah, with stuff you can't like that. Get like because... chipped PS1s from the market anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's it. But <laughs> that, those days are are, are gone. Way behind us, right? It's... But yeah, um, so it's good news. Um, yeah. I think it just it shows that what needs to happen is to be there needs to be more streaming services targeting emerging markets, mm. um, just so that we get a level playing field across the globe. Yeah, totally. totally. Yeah. So, Harley, I think it's time for our next segment as soon as I can find what I'm <laughs> supposed to be clicking on. <laughs> Jingle. So, Harley, here's our thing that we're thinking about this afternoon. Um, but you did think about it this morning. I thought about it this morning and then told you about it. So, do you think social media has ruined how bands promote their music? Yeah. I do. I've okay, that's the end of the segment. Thank you very much. We'll see you next week. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, but why do? Um, I, I've always said this with a lot of uh, bands and artists, and they go, you know, how do we get, you know, people to come to our gigs? How do we let more people know about our gigs? And my first advice is get off Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, my point, and not, I'm not saying don't advertise on Facebook, but not everybody has Facebook. Not everyone's your friend on Facebook. And not everyone will like your band. Mm-hmm. I, I bet you, I've I've got, you know, over a thousand friends on Facebook. They're mm. not really my friends. There are a lot of them are acquaintances, but they all support my band. You However, just lost about ten just then. <laughs> He's not my friend. I, I bet I, I I bet they would choose not to be my friend if they could. But you know, 
They've got to be nice to me. And yeah, some of them have got to be friends. stuck in a radio room with you every Monday. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you would you would unfriend me in a minute. Nah, you smell too good. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, not at the moment. Um, I would, yeah, so all of my friends, I'm sure, would be like, yeah, we support your band in spirit, but they don't like our page because they don't always see what's coming up. They don't always get the invite and they don't, mm-hmm. even if they do, they don't necessarily click it because they'll just ignore it with all the other event invites that us musicians get every day. Absolutely, man. I mean, so, one thing that I kind of noticed about it, it's just like nobody flyers no, anymore. No. Right? When's the last time you flyered anything? Never. Right. But there again, I've never gone to a gig because of a flyer. Really? No, that I, that that market isn't a, an effective media for someone like myself. No. However, if I see Who a do you band, think it's effective for though. I've no idea. <laughs> I'm not that person. So I think I, it's an old school. Yeah, I think it's. Yeah, I think posters are very good. Yeah. I think if you're in a pub, and I've I did this with um, with Oddball and Shifty Twins. Our colours are purple and yellow, mm-hmm. and the reason why we are purple and yellow is because if we're playing in more than one pub. We put we have a poster sent there, and they put a poster on the wall, and it's big and yellow and purple. Right. And w- as part of that, we um, if you see our band logo in one pub and then in another pub, they go well. That really that, stands it, out. Yeah, it's it's brand reinforcement. If you see it in more than one place, you'll go well. They must be worth something mm-hmm. because you know same way as if you go see if you if you're in that very same pub and you see a beer and you've never seen it before, you're like, oh okay, never mind. Mm-hmm. You see that, that same. That works, in another on, pub. that works you, on social media as well, though, doesn't it? It does. It does. Because you've got this bright yellow and... and is it blue or orange? Oh, or purple. Sorry. Purple. Purple, blue or orange. I've got serious <laughs> problems with the colour blindness. Yeah. But yeah, but, I mean, the thing with the, the not flyering much anymore is the problem is that bands, I don't feel, go, don't go to another, other bands' gigs to That's promote really as yeah. much. Um, because it's like, you know, well, I know that gig's going on, but... You know what I could do is I could just post on their event wall that we're doing something else, and people do that to my events. They'll they'll suddenly put like, oh, if you like this, come to this gig, and I'm like, delete immediately. So many people that sit there will, will comment in my event pages and sit there and go, oh, sorry, I can't go because I'm playing this place and which is this much entry and stuff. Yeah. Like that. I'm like, go away. It's uh, weird how that's okay if you were to come to a gig and go, oh, I've got a g-, on a know. different night. Yeah. yeah, yeah, not yeah, trying to take point. people away from the same night. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know, that's the thing, because, like, you know, I used to go along to people, people's shows at the Steamboat uh, or back at the Swan when it was open, would be to go along to watch the bands, but also just to catch the fans yeah. and be like, if you like this, you'll like this. you look us, like us, you know. I wonder how many people see going to a gig as a, as a marketing opportunity, because... Mm. You know, I, I kind of see that when I go to jam sessions and stuff, but I don't go to enough other gigs to kind of promote my stuff mm. uh, like like you do. And I think that's a very effective form because it's getting yourself out there. It's getting yourself known. Yeah. Um, and like, I think I, I, I was, I, someone made the joke at me the other night that I know too many people <laughs> because knowing people means that they know you. Right. And then they can potentially know about your music, and when they they if they've got a night off, they'll come to your gig. Yeah. It's all very, it's all kind of for. The, I'm not saying if I'm friends with you, it's only because I want you to come to my gig. That's <laughs> not what I'm saying. But please do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you think about the point of like it's become more targeted now, so you can be very specific? Because I mean, you flyer people, and they'll just it's, like one thing I think is just it's way less litter. Nowadays. Yeah, I think that's it's better. You know, flyers are a very. But is it better for the environment? Because you know, social media uses a lot of servers, and they require a lot of refrigeration, and that requires a lot of carbon-based fuel. So, is it more or less active on the environment? I think that server space will be used up by cats anyway, <laughs> rather than bands. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, like you can actually just sit there and think, okay, let's find some people that have got a rockabilly group. And then promote specifically to them, yeah. Or you know, find people that have actually been to your gigs before, and you know, invite specifically those people. I think the advice to be take if you're a band and you're trying to promote a gig, or if you're wanting to do more gigs and you're you know you want to get people want to gain a following, think about your audience and where would you find them? Not physically online, but physically. Mm. Where would more than five of those people <laughs> hang out collectively? Yeah. 
So if you're, say, rockabilly, you might find them at a rockabilly gig. Yeah. So you could do that. Foxy Rock Rock and Roll Club. Or uh, uh, if there's a, I don't know, a hairdresser's or a fashion store where that might uh, mm. stock the kind of clothes or the hair that yeah. you might buy. Mm-hmm. Do you buy hair? Yeah. I so, do. Um, <laughs> you know, put a flyer, put a business card there where people go, oh, okay, let's check this out. Mm. Even if More it's of a poster, them, really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, the flyers. I, I like when I'm at a, a counter, I rarely, apart from maybe West End music, I rarely look around at the flyers that are on the counter. Yeah. Because I'm not there long enough to care. But even a business card, something that even if it directs yeah. them to your Facebook page or mm. to your Instagram, it's still using uh, another wall to push yeah. people in the same direction to get get them closer to being in the right place. Another question here. Do you think it's making bands become more or less creative with their advertising? I think less. You think less? I think so, because I think, oh, I, I mean, I, I'm guilty of this. Oh, we've got a gig coming up. Okay, well, we better make a Facebook page. Right. Whereas I know other bands, Soap Your Auntie are a good example, mm-hmm. and Lockabillies as well, when you go, we've got a gig coming up, let's make a poster. Or a video. And, and you, yes. And the, yeah, some of your videos are great. Was it mm. for the Puffing Doors one? Doors you did the whole well. video of how to get yourself... Looking like a rockabilly. Yeah, which I, th- I thought was really cool. I learned a lot. Did you really? I, yeah. <laughs> uh, I learned you look great in leopard print. <laughs> I don't. My girlfriend's leopard print, yeah. Uh, it, was, it was beautiful, but... Um, <laughs> she wasn't happy with that. No, she's not. No. <laughs> I, but I think, you know, be... I, I think... You can, it, there's so many more ways you can be creative, but then it's very easy to be complacent of tick the boxes. Yeah. Have we got a photo? Have we got an event? Yeah. Have we got something so people can come see us? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's, it's, it can be a bit of a tick box exercise. And I think I'd always promote people to go, be do, be do something different. Be the next new thing. Yeah, be do. Uh, the, the thing Doobie is, doo. like, uh, yeah, exactly. The, the, Don't um, want to be like you. Who <laughs> no, no, no. But the, the, this shows us the decline of the fanzine as well. Because yeah. there used to be the thing that used to walk down Ipswich High Street, and, uh, and especially if you go to Time Out Records, out, yeah. of, out of time, sorry, not Time Out, out of time records, um, you would, somebody would have like a, a slap together, a little publication of what bands have been going on now, uh, you know, what releases have been coming out. I mean, nowadays it's Ipswich gigs. And it is Grapevine. Grapevine, yeah. They've sort of turned into those. Um, but we don't get people... I mean, even blogs nowadays, you don't see so many blogs anymore. No. You'll see vlogs on YouTube, um, but there's not much to read. So there's not so much to dip into. And But I think that's kind of come out into this more, like, you know, bands will do videos or people have podcasts like us where this is kind of like our version of doing a fanzine because we don't have time to do... You know, write a complete publication in our spare time. It's a faff. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) F-A-F. Just to interject about me complaining about uh, gigs being a tick box exercise. If you are doing that, by all means, still have a tick box exercise because then you won't miss anything obvious. Yeah. Another box to tick is if you're local, places like the Grapevine. And if you're not, there'll be other gig guides. Uh, Make sure that your your gig's going to be advertised in there. It's free to have your gig listed, um, but not... And as a lot of pub, a lot of bands assume it's the venue's the responsibility yeah. to do that. And if they don't do that, then it's not going to be in there. Yeah. So, if, and if it if they've already if they've already got it on there, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they won't publish it twice. Yeah. So just just go. Well, here's my gigs for the next in two months' time because I have to do it mm-hmm. well in advance. Um, but get get in the process of doing that kind of stuff because yeah. it really does help. And the thing is, because I am I'm a very guilty party in that. I don't think I've once uh, said to Grapevine Live or Ipswich Gigs when we're playing. So there comes in the argument of a lot of my shows have been very well attended. Um, and I'm not saying that Grapevine and Ipswich Gigs didn't have anything to do with that, but I still have missed out on a market that they have. Yeah. Which, you know, if I, because they have some very diehard music fans that go on Ipswich Gigs and Grapevine Live. And so that they might have missed out on. One of my shows. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a good idea to get in touch with those people. Not everyone is on the internet. Yeah. It's very easy to think that the the whole world lives on their phone and yeah. on their computer when it just isn't like that. And sometimes with social media, you don't want your band be- to become spam. No, right? no. I mean, maybe Tuna, 
other tinned goods. Um, but like, you know, you don't want it to be like, oh, crikey, I, can't, I really dislike that band because they keep inviting me to stuff that I do not care about, which I feel like I've been a, you know, a culprit of, uh, you know, <laughs> just like blanket advertising to a bunch of people that are just like, I live in the Maldives. <laughs> I'd rather go see Chart Attack. Yeah, so, you would. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, what do you guys think? I'd love to know what you guys think. Well, we'd love to hear your opinions. Um, so, uh, Harley, I think uh, what we need to think about is actually what people have been saying on our uh, Facebook page today. It's the Harley and Josh show. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. Your, uh, your opinions, ladies and gentlemen, on the best debut album of all time. Now, I know Rob Lewis has put like multiple here. So you've broken the rules there, Rob. It's the best, not all the best. But it's okay. I'll let it slide uh, <laughs> because there's rules for this, obviously, for some reason. Um, oh, you said Arctic Monkeys. Whatever people say, I am. That's what I'm not. For me, that was a, that was a game changer. Solid, solid choice. A moment in history. Absolutely solid choice. Um, yeah, every single song on the album is a banger. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm going to agree uh, with Limbeal. The Addicts, Songs of Praise is a good one. Yeah. Um, Youth and Young Manhood by Kings of Leon by Nigel Bowyer. I didn't expect that to be your choice there, Nigel. I thought you were going to say The Clash. Um, but yeah, that is a good album, actually, Youth and Young Manhood. I said um, Grace by Jeff Buckley because I just absolutely love that album. Yeah. And it was just album. where the hell did that guy come from, you know? Yeah. Um, what else we got? <laughs> Graham Tonic said, Agreed. I don't know who that was by. Oh, um, was, I th- <laughs> 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 yeah, Agreed. The band Agreed. It's self-titled. Um, uh, Sophie, uh, Tallulah Good Times, she put leftism by left field. And I, I think that's, that's a really good solid shout actually, if you yeah. like your electronic dance music. Please. Andy Burles, 10 by Pearl Jam. Ah, yeah. That's yeah. A I, good I, one. That's, yeah, there's so many best of all times that, yeah, I think, you know. Yeah. I think, uh, Rob Lewis's top one there is, I think would be definitely maybe by Oasis, which is a really good one. And Nick Albert Smith. Who was in who was in Rad Pit and didn't actually play the show with them on last Saturday because he was watching Machine Head and the band did it without him and they nailed it. Um, so props to you guys, Nick Albert Smith. He says uh, Black Sabbath, self-titled. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, because it's just got Black Sabbath. Dung! Starts off with the bell ringing. Absolutely incredible. So yeah, what do you guys think? You can find us on our Facebook page and let us know. Yeah, thank you very much for messaging in and uh, commenting in and stuff like that. Please do keep doing that because yeah. it, it's quite fun, especially when we do the silly ones. It's silly. We got so many silly ones. All right, let's get to the... Harley. Are you what? playing anywhere this weekend that we should know about? I'm not. I am doing uh, a PA hire this Ooh. weekend uh, for a couple of events uh, for Connor Adams. I don't know if that's on the list for later. Yes, this he week, is. So that... we'll get to that. I'll talk about it that's in more the detail. First... Well, it's not the first one. We'll no. get to it, yeah. So you start it off, my friend. November 8th, we have... We have Manic Blackout are playing at the Black Horse Ipswich. They are dusting off the uh, the ash and uh, <laughs> coal from their from their guitars and getting back on it, which is what we like to see. That's exactly, that's eight thirty, uh, November eighth. We've got this feeling present. Uh, the Extons, the Verdicts, and Volume Twenty Two. Check them all out if you've got like your if you've got your indie slash Oasis hat on. That'll be at the Three Ways Monkeys on Friday, seven thirty in Colchester. Nice. November 9th, we're into the Saturday. We have Ed Gasket and the Rockers playing at the yeah. Red Lion in Ipswich. Red Lion, uh, Ed Gasket. I love those guys so much. Yeah, they've still got my double bass stand, which I left at. Uh, uh, venue and they picked it up for me and I still haven't picked it up so sorry guys <laughs> <laughs> I love them they're great um, so also on November 9th we have a great uh, a metal night going on at the Premier Pool Club courtesy of Dead Soul and Darren Smith uh, they've got Hats Barn where they're from France um, Damim which are feature ex-members of Akakok um, we've also got support from Consecration they're great from Norwich if you like your doom Killer Corp Represent Ipswich, nice one. Oh. Mortal from Poland and Sacrificial Slabs and their Death Metal from London. That's Saturday uh, the 9th. And that's uh, going to be going from about, I reckon, about five or six. There we go. Also Saturday, as I mentioned, we have Connor Adams. He's going to be playing at the Colt Cafe Bar uh, on the waterfront. Uh, doesn't say start time, but make it along. Grab yourself some food. They do really nice chips there. They do indeed. Actually, you're right. The poutines, they got the ones with cheese curds on it and yeah. stuff. Oh, yummy, yummy. Um, we've got our mates, Ian and Chewy from Blacktop Harrison and also uh, Titans. 
Um, we've got uh, they're playing as the Murder Brothers. They're basically an acoustic duo doing only songs that are about murder. Cool. From like different artists, from like metal to pop. Great. Do a Lady Gaga track. So you can imagine Chewie singing Lady Gaga. That's going to be great. Sounds killer. So that's a nice, nice. Sorry. Uh, Saturday the 9th of November. That is at the White Hart in Otley. Right oh, down nice. the road from Ian as well. So that's well, well handy. Sweet. Also, 9th, we are back at the Black Horse. We've got Renegade 12. Yeah. Uh, doing their show. Uh, Half Eight Start. I don't know if they're doing anything particularly, uh, if they're doing a special or are they just doing a, a full-on Renegade think, 12 show? Yeah, I believe it's just going to be like their they're, best of. I say they're just, just, because they're, they're known for doing their like their theme shows. They'll do an yeah. Iron Maiden show. They'll do a uh, Avenged Sevenfold show. But yeah. when they're doing a bit of everything with some original music, I hope, because their original stuff is great. Yeah, they released a, uh, a live album earlier this year and I was listening to it this morning, actually. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just so well done. Really? Like if they, they sound as good as they do live as they do on record. Great. So, yeah, that's Renegade 12. That's on the 9th, uh, Saturday. Right, we've got on the 9th. Also, like, this Saturday is so busy. Um, hey. We've got Foxtrot Oscar, Flames of the Lizardbirds, and James Morgan are live at the Smokehouse on Saturday at 7.30. Nice. Our last, well, no, not our last, sorry, Saturday gig. We've got the Gin Twins live at the Brew House. That works well. Um, at uh, the St. Queen Street brew house that is in colchester that's an eight o'clock start exactly that's uh two of the members from lamplight club oh is it uh, wonderful jim and eloise they're amazing musicians and they're just so busy <laughs> they've got like they used to have like five bands they've just cut it down to like two but anyway um right. and the last one the big one this week Ooh, which yes. i am hopefully going to find myself at this one i can't wait red flag 77 who we played earlier with pet needs i mean that's a good line up that and uh i mean what was it? They've got, uh, I think, um, Red Flag, have, well, they've called it Punk's Not Dead. <laughs> I mean, we've got so, we've, we've been on that so hard for this past yeah. show. We've got Pop Punk's Not Dead by Fisty Cuffs. Punk Isn't Dead is just up for sale by Pet Needs. By Pet Needs. And also Red Flag 77. They were on a compilation just called Punk's Not Dread. Oh. So, yeah. There we that's go. great. I like that. Um, so that is Saturday, this Saturday, at the Steamboat Tavern. We've listed so many other places to be. But for me, that's the place to be this Saturday. Nice, nice. I will probably find myself, as I say, at Connor's gig because uh, I got my PA there. <laughs> I'm not going to be working. It's a dry hire, but I'm, I'm going to be testing out some new mics and leaving them with them. So uh, absolutely, going to get nerdy. Right, let's finish it off with some wonderful pet needs. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe to our um, Spotify playlist, our YouTube, our Instagram, our Facebook. We're everywhere if you want to know what's going on with your music near you. We're for you, aren't we? Yeah, we're there for you, mate. We're there. We got you. This is Sympathetic Accent Syndrome by Pet Needs. Uh, bye. Wow, that's the loudest you've been. Bye. <laughs>